Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So as someone who works with people with BPD and went through this process myself, one of the most important things when learning emotion regulation, when learning how to navigate interpersonal situations is knowing how to navigate and cope with that shame, knowing how to self-validate when I have an emotion, even if my emotion to my reaction to a situation is out of proportion, doesn't make sense. If I just jump in and shame myself for the emotions I have that I don't necessarily agree with or aren't in alignment with my values or whatever, that's not actually going to teach me anything or help me learn how to like cope with that emotion. It's going to basically replicate the same thing that that environment did as a child. It's going to just tell me, stop having that feeling. What's wrong with you? You're too sensitive. You're a brat, yada, 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 all that invalidating stuff. So the first thing I'm working on with clients, no matter what their situation is, I have clients coming to me with all this shame about all these behaviors they do and all these things they struggle with. And I'm like, you know what? Let's talk about how you can learn how to self-validate because when you have the power to do that, then you also are able to develop that skill to actually manage your emotions and do something else in response to the emotions you have. But if you're jumping in and just you know, beating yourself when you're down, when you're having painful emotions, when you're, you know, really struggling, it's going to do nothing but make the emotion worse. So in response to shame, my question for myself and with the clients I work with is if I wasn't feeling the shame, what would I be feeling right now? To kind of also get underneath what's what's underneath the shame, right? What is the shame trying to cover up? Because a lot of times, again, we feel that shame as a learned response to certain emotions, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the shame is the main emotion that we need to be looking at, that we need to be figuring out and experiencing. So those are just some of my tips on shame. Um, hope this helps, Annie. I really love what she says about self-validating. And I think this is where because you know, we were talking about values and values are typically more associated with guilt in the sense of like when you feel guilt, it's because you are valid, you have violated your own values. However, values can still be really helpful when dealing with shame because it can help you identify whether it's a group you really want to be a part of or not. Because if mm -hmm. you feel like you're at risk of being kicked out of a group, but they're asking you to act in a way that goes against what your values are. That's, that's valuable information. And I like yeah. what, what Lena says about self-validation because you can, 
use self-validation in those moments to be like, you know what? I actually, I am enacting in line with my values. And yes, I feel shame because I'm being told essentially that I don't belong. That's okay, though. I don't think I want to belong there. Yeah. Yeah. That's like what I did with my family. We are so out of line with what I value and think is is just a core, like how you should interact with other humans that I was like, I don't, this isn't my place. I don't know where I was supposed to, but I don't know where this other family is, but. <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting that you say that because I had a similar thing with like the low level of awareness or care for other people's emotions that they basically don't align with the things, how I want to live or the things that I would do. That's not to say they're a bad person, but there's just this massive misalignment. And I had to be like, I want to stop putting in effort here and I'm not going to be doing that anymore. Knowing that, yeah, those core values that I want to drive my behavior end up changing my behavior in a good way, but also end up changing the people that were around me because I was like, these are the people that I want or these are the people that I don't want. So we've talked a little bit about values and self-validation um does anyone have anything that they want to add in terms of like dealing with shame positive self-talk and also for me it was realizing that many times like wait do i should i even really be feeling this shame like is is or is this based on this pervasive negative view of myself not being worthy enough to be a person and recognizing like, no, I am worthy enough to be a person. So it, it comes back to that self-validation, the positive self-talk and the accepting that like nobody's perfect and that's okay. Yeah. I'd say the same, like having the positive self-talk to, to like just back yourself up for starters helps. And then also when I find whenever I'm in a spiral of any sort, the one thing that can make it spiral even further is not trusting myself to get out of that spiral. Like acknowledging, like I felt these things before and I know I can trust myself to get out of this dump of feelings, like the self-validating and like being kind to yourself. Absolutely. One of the most important things, but then also just learning how to trust yourself kind of also peels away at that that's the, at the power shame has because it's no longer like no i don't need to be driven by the shame i know how to get myself out of this and just trusting yourself to do that i think it's just very very helpful yeah i think one of the things i can add is that i've i've kind of let go of this need to find people who will accept every single thing about me Meaning like there are certainly people in my life who know everything about me and they accept me as I am, but humans are surprisingly complex. We have a lot of different traits and it can be really hard to find people who are like, who are into all of those things and understand every single one of those parts. One of the ways that I've dealt with shame is that I've tried to force people to be like, this is how I am. Suck it up. You know, deal with me. And and instead, I accept that people have limitations, like my parents. Like, I accept that they are never fully going to be able to validate my emotions in the way that I want them to. And instead of trying to go to them for those things, I go to the people who I know do understand my emotions, like other members of the bunch. In that sense, I feel less shame because I'm not going to people for something that I know they can't give me. You know, I, I, I recognize what the different social groups in my life are and the functions that they serve. And I don't 
try to force them to be something other than what they are. I'm not putting myself in a position all the time to feel like the outsider. Because when I go to people for something that, if I really thought about it, I know they're not able to meet this need, I'm sort of, you know, maybe not consciously, but inadvertently, I'm putting myself in situations to feel that invalidated. That kind of goes in line with one of the DBT dialectic behavior therapy. Um, when they talk about shame, they talk about finding people that you can share what you feel shame about that will accept you. So like sharing those things in a group or with a person who isn't going to shame you further, that is going to like, you can, it's almost like you, you have a secret that you're keeping and you need to find the appropriate person to tell that secret because shame wants to make you hide. And the more you're open with it, that's a way to combat that. If anyone else is in a similar position where they feel like it's hard to find like a single group where you fit in, I think my approach has just been going through interactions that I've had with people and basically just gauging their reactions to my behavior. And when I say my behavior, I'm not I'm not thinking about acting out BPD symptoms or problematic behavior. I'm thinking about, you know, when I'm acting in line with my values and doing my best to be an upstanding person, how are people responding to me? And, you know, there will be people who straight up are unpleasant. And those are the people that I tend not to keep around unless there's a really strong reason to, like we have some sort of a business relationship that needs to be maintained. Um, but otherwise, you know, really the only advice I have for, for like replicating my process is trial and error and talking to people and seeing, you know, how comfortable someone is with something. And if they seem like they're not in a place to be able to give you what you want, it's like, that's when I, I sort of back off one. I think one thing, a, a good thing is like, Hey, do you have the bandwidth for me to discuss X, Y, or Z. And if they say no, respect that boundary. It was hard feeling like, you know, people who don't have this same type of emotional experience, like, how do I reach them? How do I get them to get mm. me? You know, and I think giving up the idea that they need to was really important, um, which doesn't mean that they don't have a place in my life, right? Like, like, I have friends and family members who, like, we have tons of fun. We have a great relationship. I just am not going to go to them for all of my emotional stuff or to talk about mental health. Not because they don't love me and don't care, but because they just don't have anything to say or add to the conversation, and that's okay. That's different from the people who are like, wow, you're crazy. Why are you talking to me? You know, like, yeah. you know, right? Like, that. That's, yeah. that is different. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. I try to maintain those relationships. <laughs> I think you have to, if you're going to, if you are going to bring another person in to help you, it has to be somebody that you trust, somebody who you feel like maybe shares something with you. And um, a lot of times I realize that people sometimes aren't equipped to hear what you need to say. And that's nothing against them, but like, they're not a trained therapist. They're not a, you know, whatever. But I think if you can find people who maybe share something new. Like if I feel shame about something at work, I'll probably share with a work friend because we have that commonality. Mm -hmm. If I feel shame about something like with my kids or as a mother, I'll probably seek out someone who has a similar parenting style to me. 
Well, like this is sort of a silly example, but like if I'm struggling with something that I'm sewing, I'm probably not going to vent about it to my husband. Not because he doesn't love and care about me, but because he's not a dressmaker. Yeah. He'll, he will end up asking me all these questions about the terms I'm using. And then I get frustrated because I have to explain it in a way to somebody that doesn't, you know? And so like yeah. if I talk to one of my seamstress friends about this dress is giving me trouble and this hemline and you know, this whatever xyz thing is not working they'll be able to understand the issue yeah not asking you about like what is a bobbin yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i like the whole making sure like you're asking the right person for the thing that you need to be validated on or supported with then also i've noticed this happens quite often with my housemate and i now where i'll ask or talk to them about like one of my interests with being like music or whatever it is and they'll be talking back and kind of interested, but also kind of glazing over. I think me being able to reestablish my expectations and acknowledging that right now they're sitting there listening to me, allowing me to speak to them about that, even though most of this sounds like white noise to them, acknowledging that that's their experience, but they're still choosing to be there and listen to you. They might not give you the thing, but that is just an enormous form of love and acknowledging that that other person trying to do the thing, maybe not at the level that you'd want is such a big amount of effort. And the fact that they're willing to do that is amazing. And I think that's what it comes back to. Like some people just want to be heard. And suddenly then Mm -hmm. I've realized, I've realized myself, I just wanted to tell someone that. And it feels acknowledging that internally, my brain has been really helpful in a not undervaluing someone else just sitting there and listening blankly but b also like appreciating and being able to find my people for that that's such an important point too because after what i said it sounds like you only go to people for like this exact thing right but i think it's not all or nothing yeah you know like the people who care about you and you care about them you know like you listen to the things that they have to say you know, even if you don't totally understand it or care about the thing, but you care about them. So you want to listen. Right. And so I think that's also important is. Find people who want to put that effort into you. I think the thing is the reciprocal effort. Yeah. Yeah. Is the, is the key. Mostly when I'm thinking about like going to different people for different things, I'm kind of thinking about like ish, like specifically challenges. When I was first diagnosed, um, and I still do, but, uh, like the BPD community on Instagram, like people that post like BPD memes and things like this, it wasn't me like sharing anything, but it was actually discovering that people felt or had shared experiences to me that Mm. helped combat a lot of shame because it was almost like I was identifying with people that weren't hiding anything that were putting things out there. And I was like, oh, that person's saying like what I felt or have I've experienced and they're putting it on the internet. Like maybe I don't need to be as ashamed about that. Community in general, I feel like just always helps because you can see yourself and other people and be like, oh, I think so highly of these people. They have the things that I feel ashamed about in me. Maybe I shouldn't feel ashamed about that. That's exactly it. 